You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 1370. You know, sometimes it's not the first try, the second try, the third try. It might be the hundredth try, but as long as you never give up, you do at some point succeed. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Have you ever just thought, man, if I can make an additional $5,000 a month or $6,000 a month or maybe that $10,000 a month, life would never be the same. Well, in this podcast today, Blake is going to share with you how he made a $75,000 profit land deal, and then also a $45,000 net profit land deal. He's going to share the steps he took, how he found these sellers, how he sold these parcels of land. And one of those parcels, actually four of those parcels in one deal was to me. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Blake has done so many things. He's been in 17 businesses that have failed, his words, that have failed. I don't see those as failure. I see those as steps to success. Guys, my name is Brent Bowers. I'm the Landman, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Blake Kleiss, welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. Podcast. How are you doing today, man? Brent, I am better than ever. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to have you. Uh, we just recently did a deal together. It is the day after Thanksgiving. And, you know, this is an amazing time of the year to just be ramping up our businesses. A lot of our competitors are slowing down this time of year. I know you are just like a wild animal. I mean, you're coming across land deals all the time, other deals. So I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to have you on Rhino Nation to share with like our audience what is going on. But, you know, let's give Rhino Nation a little background, like 30 to 60 seconds. Tell Rhino Nation a little bit about Blake Kleiss. Well, thank you, Brent. Thank you. It's it's an honor. It's a pleasure to be here. I actually got started listening to this podcast. So it is surreal being here now, being able to give back, share knowledge, insights, advice, inspiration. So thank you, Brent. Thank you, Wholesaling Inc. I mean, I'm blessed and honored to be here. Well, I'm super stoked to talk to you today. Then that's amazing. I love love interviewing, you know, longtime listeners, you know, Rhino Nation. So Tell Rhino Nation how you got started, what you were up to, and then I want to talk about what you're doing now today that's working as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I can give um, kind of the long story short because <laughs> it is a long story, but that's all right. Um, basically, you know, I got started just as many, I'm sure many listeners, many viewers have, you know, the parents, teachers tell me to go to school, get a job, you know, and that's, that's the recipe. That's the key to success. You know, that was growing up. That was all that. I knew that was all that I was told. So as far as I knew, going to school, get a job was the one and only thing that you could do. So I tried that. I, I, I went that route. I'm originally from Wisconsin. I, I ended up going to school at Oshkosh, UWO. So I tried that route, but it just wasn't for me. It just wasn't fulfilling. It didn't seem right. I grew up in a family, you know, middle-class family. My dad worked corporate his whole life. He's still working corporate. And, you know, that, that's a formula. It's something that people have done. It's, it's one way to do it, but. For me, I just didn't, I just, it didn't, it didn't make sense to me. It's not something I wanted to do. So I took another route and, you know, that route was entrepreneurship, business ownership and taking a leap of faith and, and believing in myself. So anyways, to make the long story short, I've worked 
dozens of different jobs. I've started over 17 different businesses. I've tried, tried, tried and, and failed a lot and, you know, but also succeeded. So I'm here today. I've uh, been in the real estate space for just over three years, now going on four years and just truly honored to be here. I got, I got started, Brent, listening to podcasts just like this, just listening to people that, you know, a lot of times started from humble beginnings or, you know, came from middle class or even not very much money, you know, all different types of backgrounds. So, um, I got started basically from, from nothing. I've worked tons of jobs, but I always knew that entrepreneurship, business ownership, uh, freedom, time freedom was truly my, my goal and, and is my goal. And so I, you know, it took me however many hundreds, thousands of podcasts, books, get around the right people to discover real estate. And then specifically we do land, land flipping and of course, wholesaling Inc. and brand your, your YouTube channel, your podcasts. I mean, all, all that knowledge, all information, all the people that have, you know, come forward and shared, shared their experience. That's what's helped give me direction, give me inspiration to where I'm at now today. And I hope to do the same thing for people today and inspire people, share some knowledge and, and, and get people winning. I love it. Holy cow. I love it, man. So from Oshkosh, uh, I have some pretty good experience with Oshkosh. They were a huge military contractor and I rode in a lot of their vehicles in Afghanistan. So awesome, man. And you know, that's, that's the advice, you know, they're teaching our kids, my children that are in school, how to be a good employee, how to get a job. No one teaches entrepreneurship. And I, I wish that would have been like a course or a college. I spent, uh, I'm actually going to back up. I wasted so much money on college that is not serving me today, but I thought I needed it. And I actually needed it to, in the military to become an army officer, but I'm not using any of that, that college that I spent a hundred, hundreds of thousands of dollars on anyhow, but uh, 17 businesses, man, I don't want to gloss over that Blake because you know, a lot of people are like, well, Blake did it. You know, he's been in real estate four years. He's crushing it in real estate, doing all these deals. But I don't want anybody to miss that fact that you started 17 businesses and they weren't failures. They were just the step-by-step -step roadmap, almost like a stair step of where you had to be. I, I mean, I don't know if I've started 17 businesses, but it might be 16 or 15 that have failed. And I, I say failure, but really it's just a, you know, the, the path to success is sometimes through the gutter. We have to get through those trials and errors and, you know, learn our craft. And maybe this is not for us and maybe it's not God's timing, but that's, that's phenomenal. So four years in real estate, you know, what is your main avenue or your niche right now? What are you doing mostly? Yeah. So right now my main focus is on land. Um, I've got experience with single family houses, multifamily houses, commercial, even did a parking lot deal too. So there's all kinds of different things that, that I've worked on and been a part of. Uh, whether it's joint venture deal, whether it's me, you know, taking the deal down myself, flipping houses, all kinds of everything, mix of all kinds of stuff. And you mentioned 17 businesses. Yeah. I, I mentioned that to hopefully help people and give some context and some insight as to what it takes to be successful. A lot of people give up at the first sign of failure. And for me, it took, I've started so many different businesses. I mean, I started a clothing line. I started a mobile application for the phone. All kinds of stuff. I, I, I had a window cleaning business. I mean, countless businesses, e-commerce, Amazon, FBA, Shopify, all the different things until I found something that worked. And it's, it's one of my favorite stories. Uh, the Thomas Edison story it took him 10,000 tries to perfect the light bulb, 10,000 reference points, 10,000, you know, some people call them failures or 10,000 ways to not do it to find one way that 
to do it. You know, one way that worked. And that was the same thing with me with business. And that's what I want to impart to the listeners is that, you know, sometimes it's not the first try, the second try, the third try might be the hundredth try, but as long as you never give up, you do at some point succeed. Yeah. I love that. And what a lot of people don't know about Thomas Edison was he was phenomenal at outsourcing as well. He had other people also figuring out ways that we could not, that they could not come up with a light bulb. So uh, people hear that 10,000, it's like, that's impossible. How can one person? No, he had help. You know, he was very smart at multitasking and outsourcing and delegating as well. Um, so Blake, like why land? You know, there's so many different avenues. And I also, before I forget, I want to be, I want to really drill down on this parking lot deal because that's interesting to me as well. Um, but like why land? Yep. So, uh, land really, I'm glad that you asked that Brent, uh, land. Basically I found it through a podcast, which it's, and that's why I recommend podcast books, you know, go to seminars, go to list of webinars, you know, be a sponge, uh, be a student, observe and absorb all the knowledge that you can. And so the thing that the reason I came across land is I, I it was actually a, it wasn't, I don't know if it, it wasn't your podcast. It was a Brent, Brent Daniels podcast. <laughs> And, uh, but same, same umbrella, wholesaling Inc. And, um, uh, the guy's name was Elijah. You might, I think, I think he's one of your students or he might've been one of your past students. But anyways, he, he talked about how he got started with houses and multifamily and did, you know, a bunch of different deals and then got in the land and said it was much simpler and better. And that, that it was that podcast that it had the light bulb went off. I was like, Oh wow, that it's, it's possible. It's, you can do land because, because here's the thing. There was, before I knew anything about land, the, the word on the street, or at least what people had said, which was all wrong, but, oh, it's illiquid and you can't sell it and it doesn't sell and you can't make money and there's no way to make money. And so all all this misinformation, that's another thing too, I digress, but that's another thing too, you know, I, that I've learned is being careful where you get advice from. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you, you know, people give advice, everybody gives their advice, but, but sometimes people don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I have a really, a really like, Simple rule for that. When someone's giving me advice, if they're not where I want to be or way further, I literally, it goes in one ear and out the other. It's like, if they're not fitter than me, <laughs> they're not giving me health advice. If they're not richer than me, I'm not taking wealth advice from them. Like, and it's on and on and on type thing. Exactly. Well, that's exactly it. I, I learned that powerful lesson. It was actually while I was in college because it. I remember sitting there. I, I, I I'm a voracious reader, so I would go to the library, read every book that I could, and just start to study, just start to think too, and just start to ask some hard questions. And and the question, the thing I realized was I was taking advice from parents, teachers, you know, friends, family, everybody. But but just what you said, Brad. I was like, are any of those people living lives that I want to live? And I was like, no, they're not. <laughs> like one of the books I read early on in college was. By Rob Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad, which I know has changed, you know, tremendous amount of people's lives. But he talks about how the rich, they make their money work for them rather than working for money. And that was something that was a new concept. I was like, what? Why? You know, they don't teach that in school. But I, I started to realize, I'm like, wow, all the wealthiest people. And I started to study the Forbes list. And I'm like, these people own businesses and real estate and tech companies and all kinds of. And then I realized, I'm like, wow, I've been taking advice from you know, good, well-meaning people, nice people, friends, family, teachers, all that. But none of them had the lifestyles or the lives that I wanted to live or achieve. So I was like, 
you know, I think I said, I think Einstein says the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And I was doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, but I was like, I'm doing the same thing. And, I, and it's, it's, so I'm, you know, it's, it's insanity. So once I started to do different things and, and find different mentors, find people who knew what they're talking about, find people who knew about land, find people who knew about real estate, find people who were living the lives that I wanted to live, people I wanted to trade shoes with, everything changed for me. So, so that's another, it's a, a key tip for listeners is, is find mentors, find people that are doing what you want to do that have the success that you want to have and, and model them and, and do what they're doing. And I think Tony Robbins uh, teach that as well. You know, search out those mentors, search out those people that have those results that you want and, and figure out how they got there and, and simply model uh, their formula for success. And you'll, then you'll also achieve those same, those same results. Yes. I love what Tony says. Stand on the shoulders of giants. You know, they've already been there. You can compress timeframes by, by doing what they are doing that, that works, that gives them results. And it's so crazy. You know, even some of the things that I've, I've had in my own business, it's like, is this giving us results? You know, it's like that back to that 80, 20 rule, where is 80% of your income coming from? And how much time are you spending each day? But uh, that's a whole nother topic. Maybe that's another podcast in itself. But I want to hear about this parking lot deal. Like, like that's a that's a little unique. I, I know, like I talk about land a lot. And I, I just want to, I'm always looking for other avenues, other ways that we can have the highest and best use for our land. Yeah. So the parking lot thing, it's it's nothing crazy. It it's probably sounds more interesting than it is. But it was simply a lot that I found in Arizona that, you know, I've, I've networked up with, I've connected with a couple of developers, builders there, and I sent it over to my guy and he's like, I want that lot. <laughs> so he ended up buying it from me and uh, made it into a parking lot. And, you know, I was able to make a couple bucks, he was able to make a parking lot and it was a win-win situation. So what, what kind of piece of land was it? Was it next to a commercial building or something? Yeah, it was next to a commercial building. It's in basically an up and coming area. Um, it's near, you know, a lot of big businesses. So I think he knew that. And then this was back when I still knew this was a little while ago. And he was like, yes, I, w- I want it. So he, you know, where there was a will, there was a way he found funds to buy it and bought it from me and it made it happen. Oh man, so much to unpack where, where you say it's like, you know, not, not that interesting. I want to know so much. How did you? Like, first of all, how did you find this piece of land? Like, how did you know, like, to even reach out to this landowner? So, uh, really, it's, I guess it's, it's kind of a long story, depending on how much time we have. But as far as the, the, the story of finding it, the marketing goes, um, it was via cold call. It was a cold calling lead and simply pull a list. And the, the other thing, the other interesting thing, too, is how I, how I found this market. I, I can explain that, too, if you want, but. Yeah, absolutely. That's where it, where it all starts. You know, how do you find that, that really good market? I call it the playground. Truly by accident, truly through happenstance. I was actually marketing funny enough in North Carolina and South Carolina for land. And then I found this owner who was actually turns out to be a broker, a realtor agent who said, Hey, I've got some land in Arizona. I don't know if, I don't know if you'd want it or not, but you know, I, I know you're an investor and you know, maybe it's worth taking a look at. I was like, sure. You know, let's send it over what, to give me the details. <laughs> Tell me more. And what I love about you, Blake, is most people would stop right there. Oh, this is a realtor. He knows more about this than I do. I'm never going to get a good deal from this person. This is your mind. This is the war in your mind. Like if you can get over what happens between your two ears, like that didn't stop you. You just kept going with it. 
Exactly. And that's, that's the thing, especially in this business with anything in life, you have to be fearless. You have to keep going one foot in front of the other. Um, we say, you know, what's the best way to eat an elephant one, one bite at a time. So it's just, yeah, you know, never, you know, you don't, you don't want to fear anything. Don't be scared. The bigger the deal, the bigger the checks is, is at least what I've noticed. So that's right. Some of these bigger right. deals, you know, don't be afraid to contact the owner, contact the owner, make the connection, you know, relate to them on a human level and then talk about the property and then talk about, you know, the business side of things. Cause think about what that owner's going through. You know what you talked about? The mis- misinformation, the misconceptions, the illiquid. You can't make money with land. Uh, there, there's no way to get passive income on it. You can't cash flow on it. All these things. That's happening on that, that, that landowner's, you know, situation right now. Their, their life. He's paying taxes on it. He might have a mortgage on it. He's not cash flowing on it. I mean, he could have a sign or something on it that he's renting out or some space or cell phone power, or whatever. But put yourself in that person's shoes. Like, you are coming to them as a solution, as the authority on land buying, and they're happy to talk to you most of the time. Yes. Oh, yeah. And people would be surprised. I mean, I've talked to, I've been surprised. I've talked to some very successful decamillion and, and on a, a very, probably even more people on the, on the phone. And, and like you said, Brent, you know, sometimes it's a doctor, lawyer, could be a broker, realtor. They could be like this guy. I didn't even know it till after the, I didn't know it till after the deal was done. He's been a broker for longer than I've been alive. He was a broker for 50 years. So he, he knows the game without a doubt, you know, probably maybe better than me or other, but it was more of the relationship. It wasn't that he was worried about how much money he was going to make. I think he saw me as an ambitious young individual working hard. And then, like you said, providing a solution for his problem. And we made it happen. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. All right. So you're searching for, you're cold calling people that own land in North Carolina and South Carolina. This real estate broker for 50 something years said, I got a piece in Arizona. So what did you get it under like contract for? Like, how did you know what it was worth? How did you even know where to start with that? <laughs> so I really didn't. I wish I had good answers for that. I, I really didn't. I, he simply sent over the parcel number. The county, I looked it up. I said, hmm, this looks like it could be in a good area. And, you know, did some simple copying. I looked at recent sales, just did some critical thinking and a little research. And I just, you know, put some faith in. I, I, I did negotiate with the, with the seller, with the owner, because I, I really, I truly, this was, I was brand new. I really, I honestly I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but there's only one way to learn, you know, and it's just by doing right. it, it's just through trial and error. And so I just, you know, one foot after the other, one step after the other, I just, um, you know, kept moving forward just like I would with a house deal or just like I would with a multifamily deal. And next thing we knew after negotiating, we got our contract. And I think it was less than a week later. I mean, days later, I had it sold right to this guy. And then we, we got it closed in like record time. I think it was like a week or two. What'd you get it under contract for? <laughs> I know. I still don't even know what you paid for the land you sold me. And I hope we're going to uncover that too. Like be fearless. We just talked about being fearless. Like what did you pay for it and what did you sell it for? Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully the IRS is not listening in. <laughs> but, yeah, they don't listen. They've got other things to do. <laughs> so I picked that one up for 15,000. All right. 15,000. 15,000. Hold on a minute. $15,000 for a piece of land. You didn't know what the heck you're doing. And I'm sure that uncertainty probably helped you more than you realize right now, because you probably got another contract for a fat discount. Because it's like, I don't know what this land's worth. Is that, am I right? That's right. That's exactly right. (laughs) I still do that. When I'm not sure, I go for like a deep bone cut discount where it hurts my soul to even give that offer. 
Because I don't want to get stuck with a piece of land that's not going to make money. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So you got it under contract for fifteen thousand. How did you find this developer? Like this is a this is like what a lot of people are like. How do I find these developers that are buying all this land? I would say voracious cold calling. I mean, I really what I did was I went uh, voracious. <laughs> yeah, I looked at all the recent sales, and I literally all especially the cash sales. And I literally I called every last one of them. I would skip trace them, call every single person. And honestly, this guy, he called me back. I, I think I had called, I don't know, probably 50 people, you know, with, with the expectation of some, someone's got to want this. Like someone's got to, you know, they, if they just bought in this area, someone's got to be interested in this. It looks like a nice piece. So how are you cold call? Like, are you skip tracing like, uh, cash buyers that have bought in the last six months on prop stream or like, how are you finding these people? Exactly. So, yep. So I, I went on prop stream, looked at, recent sales and then looked at all those businesses or individuals and then skip traced them and then just love it. called them. And I want to break this down. I just did a video on how to use PropStream for wholesaling land. Uh, PropStream is so powerful to do exactly what Blake was just talking about. When I go into a new area and I want to line up a, a buyer before I purchase the land, I go to PropStream. Guys, if you don't have a, a subscription to PropStream, I'm going to give you a link that's going to get you a seven-day free trial to start using this. And then it's like $99 a month after that. Go to thelandsharkslist.com. And once you once you get in that area, or you could reverse engineer this and find where the cash buyers are buying and then go and do what Blake is talking about. Reach out to sellers to see if they want to sell that land because you already have cash buyers ahead of time. But what I'll do is I'll go to a certain area. I'll click cash buyers and then I'll click property type classification and I want to classify it vacant land. And then I'll go owner info and I'll type in there. I want to see the corporations, the LLCs that have bought in the last six months and they own more than three parcels of land. Then I'll go and pull list. And here's the thing about PropStream is they are not uh, really finding the LLCs. So I'll send that list and I'll, I'll pay for seven cents skip traces to text landowners.com text landowners.com so they can skip trace it and like you said voracious what what is what is your definition of voracious blake because i love that voracious cold calling <laughs> it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the word indefatigable it's kind of similar to that <laughs> well, i don't know what that means but <laughs> it's when you are so determined when you are so passionate that you it's just just you just do it it's like nike you just you just do it i just when it comes to business or success or it's I, I, there's a famous quote, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. So when you want it. Oh my gosh, that's powerful. I heard Ed Milet say that and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. If you're being held underwater, there's nothing you want more in life at that point. Not food, not water, but to breathe. Exactly. And, and when you want success that bad, you'll, you'll do what it takes. And, and whether it's cold calling uh, buyers, whether it's reading books and, and, and learning this knowledge or taking a course, You'll do it. So that's, in, in my mind, that's the meaning of voracious. I love it, Blake. All right. So you found this developer by skip tracing and voraciously calling cash buyers. What did he buy it for? 60000 Hold up. All right. Let me get the victory bell warmed up here. $60,000. You bought it for 15000 Or you got it under... Did you assign this contract or did you buy it and double close on it? I assigned it. I assigned it. <laughs> for those that aren't that good at math, like myself, you got it under contract for fifteen thousand. You assign it for sixty. What is that? A forty-five thousand dollars assignment fee? Yeah, that's why you're smiling <laughs> so big right now. That's amazing. 
That is amazing. $45,000 assignment fee. Just making some calls. Like how, how much time did you have in this deal? Like give me the real conservative. Probably an hour. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Like that's more than like, uh, you know, plastic surgeons make, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a little, <laughs> some rapport building too. You know, we had to, we had to build a connection, but yeah, it didn't. And that's a skill. That's a really good skill. Blake, thanks for sharing that. All right. Before, before I let you go, now that I have you live on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, I bought four lots from you in Florida. I know what I paid and it actually doesn't matter what you, what you paid for it, but, uh, like, what did you make off that deal? You want me to say? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Because like I pay, let me tell you, I've been crushing it lately. I send letters, like I send land offer letters and I send them to landowners that have land in areas where it's high demand. And I send out like every thousand of these that I send out, I get a deal back. But what's awesome is guys like you two that send me deals and you make a fortune off of it. I also make a fortune off of those. Those are free leads. So I'm probably going to make, I don't know, I haven't actually, I'm going to clear the roads. I haven't listed that land yet. I've owned it for a couple of weeks, which I'm a little behind on those, but I'm probably going to make maybe thirty, forty $40,000 on that, on that land deal, hopefully. And like, what did you make on it? <laughs> so drum roll, please. <laughs> All right. I got the victory belt warmed up. So this is, the, this is the biggest deal I've done so far with you, Brett. Good. Ready? Good. Good. Ready? Let's go. So I got it for 40, 40,000. So you got it for 40,000. What did I buy it from you for? 115. $115,000 sold, purchased for $40,000. I love it, man. I love it. What is the numbers on that? Let's do it. So I paid 115,000 minus 40,000. So you did $75,000 profit on that deal? Yes. Hats off to you, brother. I, I hope I make that much on it. And, you know, why would that seller want to sell that land at such an amazing discount? So he was actually a preacher, um, pastor. He's out of, out of state, so doesn't live in Florida. And then he, unfortunately, family emergency. So he had to liquidate, had the property forever. And so honestly, for him, it was, it was a value add for, for me to come along and say, Hey, you know, are you open to an offer, a fair cash offer on your He said, I would love it. I would love it. And then the fact that we were closer with you quickly and he was able to get liquid and, and take care of family and take care of business at home. What's better than that? <laughs> yeah. So, and how did you find him? Were you just cold calling that area? So that lead was uh, SMS. It was text. I got it from text. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I just want to answer Rhino Nation. I don't text. I don't cold call unless they're cash buyers. Um, what what texting platform do you love right now? Launch Control. It's, Launch it's control. a love-hate relationship. Yeah. <laughs> they recently, I don't know if you heard about this, but they recently, there's a ton of legislation going through um, that, that's went through that now there's certain, there's a bunch of different keywords you, you can't use. You can't, like the word county. You can't text the word county anymore, oh. initial text, all kinds of stuff. Not to scare people from texting, but there's a lot of new uh, regulation. That is scary. That is scary. It's to, from what I've heard, it's to protect all the scams. There's, there are some scams that are going on. People do all kinds of stuff, but it's it, because of that, the texting companies, the cell phone companies, the carriers are saying, Hey, we got to yeah. crack it. We got to, they're really limiting what you can text and what you, what you can't. So it's a different game, but yeah, that lead came from an SMS. That's interesting. You know why I never worried about, uh, mail becoming illegal? Cause I, I love sending letters and mail, uh, direct mail is what we call it in the business. You know why I'm not worried about the uh, the legislature ever stopping me from doing that? 
Why? Because I sent it United States Postal Service. That's the government. I, I'm literally keeping those guys on the road. So, uh, yeah, I'm not worried about the mail ever stopping. Guys, I talked about that land offer letter. If you want to get a copy of that, go to thelandsharks.com forward slash LOL as a land offer letter or laugh out loud because Blake made 75 grand on a land deal. Congrats, man. Rhino Nation, take action today. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash land. Schedule that call. Fill out that application. Let's take the next step. Be like Blake and just be voracious. And, and just, if you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, there's no doubt in my mind that you'll become unstoppable. Rhino Nation, God bless. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks, Brent. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.